Hello everyone, welcome to the second season and first episode of the 2019-2020 Wild Puck Pod. Today we look at the trade deadline, how the Minnesota Wild almost dealt out Zach Parisi, the wildcard race currently, and the Minnesota Wild prospects and how they are doing. I'm Jay Chill, and alongside me today is Jay Bing. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome, everybody, to the first episode of the 2019-2020 season. This is the Wild Puck Pod. I'm Jay Chill, and alongside me today is Jay Bang. And it's our first episode because it's been hard to just correlate schedules, but also there hasn't been that much to talk about at the start of the season. It's been pretty boring, and now the Wild are looking to spice things up a little bit right after the trade deadline. So what are your thoughts on the trade deadline to get us started today? Well, I think, as everybody probably knows, it was a very uneventful trade deadline for the Wild. Uh, Almost very eventful with the whole news about Zach Parisi potentially being traded. Uh, But overall, I think it wasn't for lack of trying for Bill Guerin. I think he made a pretty big effort to kind of put everybody's name out there. I think he just wasn't being offered the returns he wanted. And I I think that's good that he wasn't just quick on the trigger like maybe Paul Fenton was last year uh, around the deadline. So uh, despite the lack of news, I I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing for the wild. I think they're still well in the playoff race. I mean, the moment only three points out, uh, if they hold on to their lead tonight, they'll only be one point out. Um, So overall, I don't think it was a bad thing that the wild didn't make any major moves at the deadline. Yeah, I agree. And we had Matt Tumbo, Jonas Prodine on the block. Most people thought at least one of them were going to go. I was hoping for Dumba personally, but I'm also glad that Bill Guerin also didn't just take something that's not really worth it and that he obviously also spent a lot of his time talking to try to trade Prezer in the trade deadline, which kind of probably made him not – think so much about Dumba and Brodeen as much as he wanted to, but um, I'd expect we could see a lot of moves this season, potentially some big additions to the team ahead of the next season, especially since they got the winter classic and Kirill Kaprizov will be coming to the wild. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the Parisi trade that was potentially going down, I was personally shocked that, that was what the Wild were talking about when it came to the trade deadline. And the rumor was that um, Parisi and Ladd were the ones that were going to be traded for each other. Both of them had no trade clauses, but both of them supposedly waived their no trade clauses. And speaking on Parisi, he has 21 goals this year and 17 assists. He's been consistently one of the best ones on the team this year and has been for the Wild pretty much always just a really good rock for our team, always provides consistency for us. Um, Despite his injuries in the past couple of years, he's always been consistent when he's been on the ice, which is great. But in terms of Ladd, he's only played two games with the Islanders this year and has zero points. His last decent production was in the 2016-2017 season. He's also in the mid-30s and has played most of his time in the AHL this year. What are your thoughts on that and how that went down? 
Yeah, I I have to say I I was extremely surprised when I heard about that news breaking. Uh, it sounded like uh, in reading a little bit into it, it had been something that uh, was potentially asked about last summer with Paul Fenton just kind of kept on the down low. And again, I think this was something even this year that had been going on the week beforehand. It sounded like Zach Parisi had Bill Guerin come to him and ask him if he'd be up for something like that. And uh, I think a big reason Parisi was initially okay with it is because, I mean, his dad finished his career in New York. And I think just for sentimental value, it was a big thing for him. And uh, New York, at least currently with their roster, has a probably a higher chance of making a deeper playoff run than the wild. So I think that was a big incentive for him. Uh, that being said, I was very surprised to hear that really only Andrew Ladd was involved in that deal. I mean, th- there's nothing about that deal that really made a lot of sense to me. It, uh, I guess one of the big things is that Parisi has five more years and Ladd only has three more years. Uh, and Ladd's only for five and a half million a year while Parisi's at seven and a half. So it would open up some cap space, maybe give Garrett a little room to work in the summer uh, in that sense. But other than that, it just seemed very unfair. I mean, uh, Ladd obviously has not been productive. And I think Parisi is consistently the most productive person on the team. If nothing else, he's the hardest worker on the wild. So uh, to see him go, I think would have been really tough. And I, I really think that would have done nothing but hurt the wild in their playoff chances this year. Yeah, and supposedly there it was a complicated trade, so we it's safe to assume that there is maybe more involved in the deal than just Parisi straight up for Andrew Ladd. But do you think that it would have been worth it? Uh, I I don't see a scenario where it is worth it. I mean, this this wild team, I think, uh, I mean they have the potential to be a playoff team. They're still in the playoff race. Um, I think you get a rid of, I think you get a rid of Parisi as a main piece. And I, I don't see them being a playoff team after that. I think, like I mentioned, he's, he's the hardest working guy on the team. Uh, likely one of the hardest working guys in the NHL. He's always given it a hundred percent on the ice, no matter what, uh, every single shift. Um, he's consistently been the leading goal scorer for the wild pretty much every year in the league that he's been with the wild aside from the year that he missed half the season um, with the injury. But uh, I I guess I just don't see a world where that trade is, is worth it. There's just like the the cap space that that opens up really doesn't give Garen enough to work with that. All of a sudden the wild are a Stanley cup team. And so I, I guess it, uh, maybe, maybe there were other pieces involved that could have potentially made that deal a little more worth it that we're not all seeing. But uh, I guess in my eyes, I just don't see it. Yeah, and certainly it wouldn't have gone well with the fans trading Parisi as well. I mean, like Boudreaux was saying on the trade deadline show, if you look in on the backs of every person, every fan in the stands at the X Energy Center, if you look at the back of their jerseys, 75% of them are pretty much wearing Parisi jerseys. So that would have been pretty horrendous and gotten a lot of backlash from Minnesota Wild fans. Oh, yeah. He's he's definitely a fan favorite around. Uh, 
I, I think not only uh, is he a great player, I think he's a great guy. He's a good guy to have in the locker room. He's a good leader. And uh, I think overall he's just a – I think fans love him for a reason. It's, <laughs> it's not just completely unwarranted. It's not solely because he's a great hockey player. So uh, I think it would have been a big loss for the team had they traded him away. Yeah, for sure. And now we're looking at the wild card race. The wild are still pushing for a spot. They're definitely still in it. They they pretty much can control their own destiny still if they just keep putting together a consistent stretch of wins. And last night's game, 7-1 to one against Detroit, and obviously Detroit's not the best hockey team in the NHL, but still a nice number to put up of goals and good to see some effort from the young guys. And the fourth line is – just putting up some big numbers right now. And as we speak right now, they're up four to zero on the Columbus Blue Jackets who are having a terrible year. And um, obviously it's a away game and it's a back-to-back. So that's kind of big. It could be a big win tonight for the wild. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, uh, just, they, they came out last night, a lot of the time against a team like Detroit. I mean, you can come out thinking that's a freebie and, uh, not necessarily work for it. And I think that's where Detroit gets some of their wins. Um, that being said, I, I think the wild came out flying last night and they, they got out, I think it was three zero just past the 10 minute mark of the first period. And they just didn't look back. Um, and so I think it's really good to see that. I think it's really good to see a lot of the younger guys on the team stepping up because, uh, I think that was kind of the big question at the start of the season for the wild to be a playoff team. They needed the younger guys to step up. I mean, uh, there's no doubt a, a lot of the core players of this team are on the older side. I mean, guys like Koivu, Koivu is likely going to retire at the end of the season. Um, a, a guy like Parisi, I mean, he's, he's still top scorer on the team, but he's getting older. Ryan Suter's getting older. And I think, I, I think that has to, motivate the younger guys to really step up. And I, I think they've really done that lately. Uh, especially like Jordan Greenway and uh, Joel Erickson and all those guys, even Galchenyuk. I mean, he, he had a slow few games uh, to start his stint with the wild, but the last few nights he's been, he's been pretty solid. And so uh, I think those young guys are really paving the way. And if they keep it up, I think, they're really keeping the Wilds' playoff chances alive. I mean, even tonight, the young guys came out and got the Wild out to a 2-0 lead midway through the first, and it was it was two goals within 30 seconds. It was really quick. So that's really good to see, um, especially being as tight as it is in the playoff race. I think if we see more of that, that's a really good sign for the Wild, not just for this year, but even for future years. Yeah, and speaking of young guys, Kevin Fiala has put together some highlight reel goals recently, and he even got an assist tonight on the Spurgeon goal, which I believe puts him in the lead for the Minnesota Wild players in points for the first time this year. So what are your thoughts on Kevin Fiala and his play this year? Oh, yeah. he. I, I think the first half of the season, he was still kind of finding his place with the team. I think it's like the end of last season. I mean – you get traded to any team mid-season, it's, it's hard to adapt. I mean, you're adapting to a whole new system, a whole new coach. Um, that, that being said, I think Fiala this year, 
at least the second half of the season, the the guy is just he's really found his stride and he's he's really been showing it. I I know uh especially in like overtime, watching him in overtime, all of a sudden mm-hmm. the wild are a competitive team at three on three, which is something that I don't think anybody could say uh at any point since they implemented three on three in the NHL. Um, but he's just really stepped up, not only from a goal scoring perspective, but he, he's really become a much smarter player. He's, he's making smart passes now. Uh, I think he's really learned to, that, that he can't just, you know, always walk up the middle of the zone and uh, kind of stick handle around guys until he turns the puck over. And I think that's a huge improvement from last year. So uh, I, I'm hoping he keeps it up because if he keeps it up, I think he's going to be a even better player in the future for the wild. And uh, uh, I think all wild fans would really like to see that. Yeah, for sure. I think his confidence that he's shown this year has just improved immensely. And like you said, like over time, he's pretty much been the one who's made a difference in making us in, contender in overtime obviously we were horrible at the start of the year and have been in recent past history but he's just kind of turning around he's got the speed he's got the stick handles and now he's figuring out how to be a team player and set up his teammates really well as well so I think that's where he's really finds his success and hopefully he can just keep it up and keep streaking uh, with his points this year and into next year as well yeah absolutely so looking next at other prospects outside of the NHL for the Wild, we have Kirill Kaprizov, who just ended the regular season in the KHL, the leading goal scorer. He had 33 goals and 29 assists for a total of 62 points in 57 games played, which is the best in the KHL in Russia. And his team is once again the top-seeded team heading into the playoffs, and they won the cup last year, so... What are your thoughts on Akuro Kapazov and his play and also coming over to the Minnesota Wild quite soon here? Uh, I've only heard, heard good things about his game. I've, I've heard he's a very dynamic player. I mean, looking at his numbers, uh, maybe the KHL numbers don't translate directly over to the NHL. Uh, but I think anybody in, in the KHL who is averaging over a point a game as a pretty solid player. It's, it's not a super easy league to play in. So uh, I think his production has been solid. I think it's nice to see him uh, going beyond just being a goal scorer and being a bit of a playmaker too. Um, I think the wild need a guy like that to um, not only have a a goal scorer on their team, but have a guy kind of similar to how Kevin Piala stepped up, how uh, really become a playmaker. And I think, that's not only helped him, uh, but also to help other people on the team succeed. So I think he's going to do a lot to not just benefit his own game and the team overall from a goal scoring standpoint, but from that playmaking ability that he has, I think that's going to be really fun to watch next season. Yeah. And I've, from what I've seen and what I've heard, he's got an incredible shot. He's super accurate and he's got like a very quick release, which will be, Really good for the Wild. Obviously, the Wild need a just pure goal scorer, and Kaprizov can be that pure goal scorer, but also 
be a really good help for the teammates around him. He makes everybody on the ice around him better with his incredible vision on the ice. So that'll be awesome. And I'm super excited to watch him and how his game translated to the Minnesota Wild next season. Yeah, for sure. And then looking next at the Minnesota Wild's first round pick this past year, Matthew Boldy, who plays for Boston College in the NCAA. He's got nine goals and 15 assists and 24 points in 31 games played. He's got, he's been having a slow start, but he's been doing really well recently and has had multiple goals in the past, in three of the last four games for Boston College. What are your thoughts on Boldy and how he's doing? Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, it's good to see him finally get some good production towards the end of the season. Uh, I think he, he had a slower start at BC, uh, mainly because he was put on a lower line. He wasn't getting the ice time I think he needed. I don't think he was necessarily playing with the talent that he probably should be playing with on the ice. Uh, and I, I think that's not anything against him. I think that Boston College team's a very good team. So, uh, and he's a young guy. I think he, it's one of those things he might just have to wait his turn. And uh, hopefully next season he'll continue to get more minutes than this year. And hopefully that'll really set him apart from others. Because uh, I know at the start of the season with his low production, uh, Wild fans were – a little bit nervous about that. I know they saw um, saw other similar prospects that went above him, uh, or maybe a few guys that the Wild passed on having some really good seasons from game one. So uh, I, I think that's a really good sign for him, especially lately that he's been scoring multiple goals a night because I know in the NCAA uh, that's – that's not a super common thing. I mean, it's, it's hard to score in college hockey uh, these days. So uh, I think if, if he continues on the trend that he's going, I think he's going to be a really nice piece to add to the wild roster. Yeah. And obviously we still have to, you know, think in terms of, you know, it's his, he's just adapting to college hockey, adapting to a new team and, Sometimes it takes time to adapt to this, the next level. And so hopefully we'll just continue seeing him get better, which he's been doing recently. And then in speaking of our other prospect, Alexander Kavanaugh from the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League is having a phenomenal year, 31 goals, 58 assists for a total of 89 points and 45 games played, almost two points per game and is second behind Alexis Lafreniere, who's expected to go number one in this year's NHL draft. What are your thoughts on Alexander Kavanov? Uh, I, I think his, his production is incredible. Uh, I do think in the QMJHL, uh, the league that he's playing in, uh, it's a lot easier to score. Uh, it's been said that a lot of the time, the ta- having a lot of talent in that league doesn't necessarily translate over to success in the NHL. That being said, uh, he, he's second in the league behind uh, Lafreniere, who's, as you said, is expected to go prob- likely number one overall in the draft this summer, which is supposed to be a very deep draft, by the way. Um, I, I think anybody who's averaging 
almost two points a game, I think, in, in any league. That's a pretty impressive feat. Uh, so, so although I, I'm not sure that that will necessarily translate over as him being a, a superstar player in the future, I, I do think it's not something you can just overlook. I think uh, him along with uh, Kaprizov and uh, Boldy, I think all those guys, when they come over, I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be really good. I think uh, they'll really add to the wild as uh, if not superstars, at least some more playmaking depth, which is something I think the wild have not had in a long time. I think, uh, Really, it's it's hard to think of anybody that's been uh, a, a real superstar for the Wild uh, since Marion Gabrick in this league. So I, I think it should be fun to watch their production and and see where that goes. I, I think it's also going to be interesting over this summer with, with the draft being as deep as it is. Uh, I believe the Wild now, after some of their trades, I believe they have two first-round picks this year. So hopefully they can turn that into uh, something for their future to benefit them. Yeah, and certainly, even though it might be easier league to score, and it's definitely giving them the confidence. So that's great, especially when moving on to the next level. So hopefully he'll continue that confidence when he takes the next jump to the next level. And then lastly, we have... Jerry Mayhew and Louis Belpedio, they've been called up to the Minnesota Wild and are getting their chance in the NHL. What are your thoughts on them this year and going back and forth between the Minnesota Wild and the Iowa Wild? Well, I, I know uh, just starting off with Louis Belpedio, uh, Belpedio, is, he, he's been a great player since uh, the Wild drafted him in 2014. Uh, he's kind of a, he was a third round draft pick, so maybe a little later. Uh, but I think he was a little bit of steal late in that draft. I think uh, I, I think he has the ability for sure to develop into a every night starting lineup type guy in the future. Um, he's he's had a really good season in Iowa. I think uh, he's been a great defenseman down there. Um, maybe not the same amount of offense produced like uh, some other guys. That being said, I think. Uh, you don't necessarily need to be a super offensively minded defenseman if you have sound defense to back yourself up. So uh, I, I really am looking forward to seeing him play potentially a little more in the NHL. I'm, I'm excited to see him get his chance being called up uh, with the injuries and everything right now. Um, but talking about Jerry Mayhew, uh, Mayhew has just been an absolute Beast. He's been a force to be reckoned with in Iowa. Uh, Lee, I think he's leading the league in points. He might be leading the league in goals scored. Yep, um, if if not, he's uh, towards the top of the league. But he's got uh, 39 goals and 22 assists for 61 points in 48 games played. And I think that's a huge thing. Uh, he's about 27. So uh, still, he's maybe a little on the older side for as far as prospects go, but I, I mean, I think nobody on that Iowa wild team has been working harder than him. I think if anybody deserves a shot to be on this NHL starting lineup, it's, it's really him. And I know with 
Koivu potentially retiring and maybe some other moves happening this summer, I, I, I really would not be surprised to see him potentially have a spot on the starting roster uh, come next October. Um, but he's just been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, even the few games he's played up, I think he's, he's played, he's played like he belongs in the NHL. And I think that's, that can often be a rarity with a, with a prospect. I think a lot of the time you have them stepping up and a lot of the time being kind of nervous and, uh, and a lot of the time that hurts their game. And I think you don't see that with him, with him, you see a, a calm guy. He steps into the lineup. He, he does exactly what he needs to do. Uh, does exactly what the coach tells him to do. And I, I think it really shows for him. And uh, along with that, I think he's a great leader. I know, uh, a lot has been said about him being a great leader down in Iowa. So uh, I think that really helps too. So um, I'm really happy for the guy that he's getting this opportunity right now. And I, I hope to see a lot more of him in the future. I agree. He's definitely earned a spot with the Minnesota Wild. He's having league leading numbers in AHL and he's very fast and just super fun to watch. And he just makes all the players around him better. And so it's going to be interesting to see how he does again with his stint in Minnesota here. And maybe again, like you said, see him in the future um, more regularly um, with the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, for sure. All right. So thanks for listening to the first episode of this year. We will have another one soon regarding the playoffs and what that will look like, like we did last season. But we appreciate you listening and we hope you guys have a great night.